What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Final Pick Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Zachary. This is Van. And today on the agenda list, we just had Game 6 in the NBA Finals last night. And the Warriors ended up closing it out in Boston, winning this series in six games. Finals MVP, Steph Curry, his first Finals MVP of his career. And it was well-deserved. Besides a little bit of a stinker for himself in Game 5, he was absolutely amazing throughout this entire series. He definitely uh, solidified. I mean, he's already been solidified. Solidified himself as an all-time great. And and the Finals MVP to his uh, collection um, is just going to stop a lot of the naysayers from from trying to um, – what's the right word? It's going to stop a lot of the naysayers from um, – from basically going against legacy from trying to trash on him because that was one main sticking point that he doesn't have finals MVP and he just showed yet again that he can be the best player on championship team. Congratulations to the Golden State Warriors. They finally got it done, man. I mean, Curry got it done. They've been getting it done for a while now though, but like we were both right. I want to talk about last podcast. We were both right. You said game five, you got the Warriors. I had the Celtics. But I also predicted that uh, whoever wins game five wins game six. Didn't think there was going to be a game seven, but I was actually right about that this time. So I guess we, we both ended up uh, victors of that. But, uh, yeah, they got it done. And, and it, I, I thought Boston should have won. Not that game. They, they don't deserve it because Warriors came out there and played that themselves. But I feel like Celtics were playing with their food. But Warriors got it. They deserve it. Congratulations to them, man. Yeah, and I want to get into the Warriors before we talk about Celtics because, I mean, the Warriors were the team that, you know, actually won it all. It's their fourth championship in eight years, making it six time out of eight years. Like, that's just an absolutely ridiculous streak. I mean, people take take it for granted. Yes, their team's been stacked and talented, but it's hard to make it that far to the finals. It's hard to win it all no matter who's on your team. And the consistency that Steph, Clay, Dre, Steve Kerr, all these guys, the consistency that they've had to be as dominant for as long is just ridiculous and credit to them. I mean, we talk about Steph, but the second best player in the series was Andrew Wiggins. That guy had a hell of a series for himself. I mean, he didn't go out there and have a lot of crazy, like, huge scoring games. He had the one crazy scoring game in game five, I believe it was. Uh, I think he had, like, 27 or something like that. 26. But 26. But he has been great rebounding the ball. Um, he's been amazing defensively on Tatum, which we'll get to Tatum later. But he played absolutely amazing for them. And it's crazy when you look at the narrative. Uh, Andrew Wiggins just, what, two years ago with Timberwolves? I mean, I wouldn't call him bust, but there are definitely people out there trying to say Andrew Wiggins was a bust for how he was playing. He was a good NBA player, productive NBA player, but... He was just someone who would take a lot of shots to get 20 points per game, couldn't really uh, pass the ball. <clears throat> um, his defensive upside was there, but he wasn't a good defender. He gets put on the Warriors, amazing defender now. He's not putting up the high-scoring games like we said, but we know he's capable of it. He fits perfectly, and he was – without Wiggins, they probably don't win this series. That's how important he was. They, would, they wouldn't. I don't think they'd win this series with D'Angelo Russell. I think that trade – it fit perfectly. I think I've always been a Wiggins uh, liker. Uh, I mean, you remember the start of the season, we made a top 50 list and I was the only one that had Wiggins on the top 50. I really did believe in Wiggins. I liked Wiggins, his skill set. I think being on a team where it's 
Curry, Thompson, Green definitely helped them. Uh, instead of being in Minnesota with Jimmy Butler getting traded every year, uh, new trades, new players in the front court, uh, and then Carl Anthony Towns, it's definitely he got a good fit there in Golden State, and, he, and he's gonna get. He's already getting paid, but he's going to get paid even more now. Did you see uh, in Scrim Live, Jordan Poole and yep. Wiggins, they were talking. They said we're they're getting paid. Pay. Jordan Poole is about to get paid, paid. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with Jordan Poole in the offseason. Are they going to be willing to give him a big bag like he can they? deserves? Yeah, they, I mean, they have a spurred rights. They can go over the cap to sign him. I mean, I don't think they're going to be against a hard cap for any reason. So I don't see why they wouldn't be able to re-sign him. But who knows? Maybe they'll want to try to uh, package him. Uh, can use Kaminga, Moody, Wiseman. I mean, if they really wanted to, they could put up a nice package to get another guy. They can get a big man. They really could get a big man. I mean, Looney was, Looney's fine, to be honest. But yeah, they Looney's could... another guy who had a great series. Mm-hmm. Just this last game, he had six offensive rebounds, and those six offensive rebounds were huge. I mean, they led to second-chance points. And, I mean... I don't want to say anything about the Celtics' effort in Game Six, but I mean, they had to do a lot better of a job just rebounding in general in the series. They were a bigger team. We saw Wiggins, Draymond, Looney, like do really good on the on the rebounding in the series. Well, yeah. At least the last couple games. I mean, they won the last three games, right? They won three straight. They won three straight. They were down two one. And the big reason why is because the Celtics were getting not rebound those last three games. Uh, where was that last series? But you know we're not gonna talk about that. Congratulations, the Warriors. They they deserve it. And I I was one of the people saying whoever wins the Eastern Conference is winning the championship. I I take my words back. I swallow that. He's they deserve it. They're they're a good team. And and what I think is more likely than Jordan Poole getting traded, I think Clay Thompson gets traded more than Jordan Poole personally. That's just I don't think the trade value is there per se anymore. But he's Jordan Poole is better than Clay Thompson now. I really do uh, believe that. I disagree. I think Clay's still a better player. And Clay, well, let's get straight. Clay's never going to get traded. They're never going to trade Clay, Steph, or Draymond. They're not. They're not going to. I mean, I, I don't think they'd ever trade Curry, but I think it's possible if the right offer comes Thompson and Green. I, I don't think that they try. I think they're, they're, you just can't trade those guys. I mean, they won a championship. You're not going to trade a core piece of that, of that championship. I, well, but was Clay Thompson a core piece or was yeah. he just a big name? He dropped yeah, he, what twelve points last game. He just I mean, we we were waiting. We were waiting this whole time for that breakout game. Like we knew it was happening. It just didn't happen. It, he's been he, he hasn't looked himself. Even with all these shots that have dropped, they didn't look clean. They didn't look. He had that. What, what game did he have? He had one game in the postseason, didn't he? Where he went off. Uh, I mean, he's had a couple games over on the postseason that he just went off in the finals. I think he had one pretty good game. Like I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he had one game. He might. He might have. I just I don't remember any seeing anything of him going. But crazy I mean, he's still got to get to rhythm, you know. Two and a half years off, he played yeah. half a season. I mean, he's still trying to get back, but he still was a good player for them. A, that play a lot of minutes for them. I mean, I get the shots aren't falling, but he's still a threat out there. Yeah, for sure. I'm not. I'm not here calling him bad. It's just uh, we're talking about trades. So if I if I would have traded one, I'd rather trade Thompson right now than Poole. But like, I doubt it will happen. I'm just saying. If there was a trade one, I'd rather trade Clay to be honest. But back to the back to the Warriors though. Mm-hmm. I mean, they also had some good bench contribution. I mean, in Game Six, 
I mean, compared to Boston, I think Boston had two bench points in, at least into the fourth quarter. I know their uh, bench guys might have scored some points at the end, but I remember going to the fourth quarter, I believe they only had two bench points from their entire bench on Boston. With Golden State, their bench set up huge. We were talking about Looney. Gary Payton played some big, big minutes in this series. His defense was there. I mean, we know he doesn't have a great offense game, but he was doing a lot of hustle plays. He missed a three-point shot. But what happened? He got his offensive rebound following a shot. Easy put-back layup. You know, he's kind of, he's kind of a in a point guard body, but he plays like a like the center like big. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know who else plays like that? Kenyon Martin. Kenyon Martin. Kenyon, yeah, he plays Kenyon just Martin. like that. I like Kenyon Martin Jr. But yeah, I mean, Gary Payton, huge series, and it's crazy huge. to think that he almost didn't get signed because they picked him up in the middle of the season. They said he, I think, they signed to a ten day contract, and I think uh, he's talking about it in the uh, Draymond Green Green podcast. I don't know if you listened to it, but he talked about how when it ended. He's like, yeah, I appreciate my time with you guys. It went not. And then, um, and yeah, they offered him the contract the rest of the year, and he played huge minutes for them in the finals. Played great. He's a fun player to watch. He's all around. I feel like he's just pretty pretty decent at everything, not just one hot spot. I feel like he's all around just a solid bench piece. He, he had great minutes, and now he joins his dad on a, the, ring, the ring stand. Yeah. I remember I saw Clay saying you're not or Draymond saying you're not the only one with the ring now in that house. So that's that's kind of cool. That's the auto porter played good minutes. They put him in the starting lineup. And the crazy thing is he turned down some mid-level exception offers in the offseason to go sign with the Warriors for a minimum. And you I mean, mean do you mean Will Chamberlain? Will Chamberlain. Not Will Chamberlain, Otto Porter Jr. <laughs> put some respect on the champion's name. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean he played big. He's a good shooter. He defends. And, I mean, Otto Porter, like I said, he turned down a decent amount of money this offseason to sign a minimum there. Now, I don't know if he's going to re-sign there again because he got his ring or he's going to go for the money. I mean, he's a player that can really play anywhere. He He's a good fit anywhere. Hey, he's, but, a solid, he's a solid player, but they, I feel like they, usually when the NBA makes a mistake of paying a player once, they usually don't do it again. Uh, he's got Who do you get paid by? He got paid uh, by Washington. Washington got paid big money. He, he's still worth mid-level money. He can still get that money. Min-level? Min mid-level. Oh, I thought you said min. For sure min, but mid, yeah. What, what are you thinking? Yeah. I, I'm thinking probably like the way NBA cap is is so weird. He's probably worth probably like, what, a low, low, low tens, right? Somewhere around there I think he get. Somewhere around 10 yeah. million. I mean, if I'm him, I'm taking the money. You got your ring. I'm. I'm. It's all about longevity. You got to go get that that bag if it's offered. Yeah, and you know what? Hold on one second. I'll be right back. Go, go ahead and talk talk about another topic with the Warriors. I'll be right for back. For sure, for sure. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm really upset with how the Celtics played because I really did think they were the better team. Uh, they had the better scores. Uh, and it kind of it kind of feels like when I was watching those games, it kind of went back to uh, how it was early in the season. Oh, Jesus. Kind of went back to when early in the season when uh, Marcus Smart had to call them boys out saying you guys need to pass the ball. It kind of felt like it was back to those two-man ISO game where it's not good team play. Uh, but they tried to take over, and it didn't work that time. They both weren't on. I mean, they're hitting shots here and there, but they weren't. That jersey is ugly. And uh, <laughs> For first time, I can't see on YouTube. So there's only one NBA jersey I have that's from a non-heat player. That currently still plays for the team that the jersey for, and I got I got to respect the four-time champ, the Western Conference Magic Johnson MVP, 
All-Star MVP, two-time MVP, including Nanus MVP, and now Finals MVP Steph Curry. I respect him. Never, never. I, I'm telling you right now, I, he's in the conversation. I don't, I don't think it's him and Magic, man. He's getting there. He is They're getting tough too. there. I he's don't getting know. there. I, he got he got himself a final another ring. Got four now. Got himself a MVP. His longevity, I think, could get him up there, but I can't put him. How old on, is Curry now? Uh, probably thirty-two. And he's still in his prime. That's so weird, man. Like I, I it's, it's those types of players where I don't feel like they ever go down. Like you'll see all these uh, bottom tier superstars. They'll regress and they'll be on a team back of the bench player, but. Like LeBron and Curry, they just don't go anywhere. They just keep going. I think it has a lot to do with, like, the stuff that's offered today, you know, like the medicine, the training, stuff like that, all the research. I mean, it wasn't available back in the 90s, even early 2000s, 80s, so on and so forth. But now what we know research-wise, the medicines is offered, it allows these players to be able to play a lot longer in their careers. For sure. And that's 100% uh, one of the reasons why longer careers are happening. But – the consistency is crazy, and I, I I'll never talk bad about Stephen Curry ever again. That man's that man's oh, yeah. insane, best shooter of all time, no doubt. Top Probably. two point guard. I I mean I never watched Magic. Sadly, I wish I could have, but. Yeah. Magic's competition was probably less than Curry's competition. Let me just say that. All right, let's move on to the team that did lose the series, the Boston Celtics. And I mean, I was I was talking about him while you went to go put on that uh thing yeah that jersey i have to, I have to put i have to give him respect i, I respect that i just don't know why you own that <laughs> because I, I love watching curry yeah man no no hate and also it, i think i got that ross i think it was like 20 or 30 bucks or something like that it's like deal yeah exactly <laughs> but i mean people are already talking about it i don't want to give him too much hate but i mean we do have to talk about jason tatum jason tatum I, it, it, it turned into the, how it started when they started very bad, what was their record at, at midseason? It was terrible. Uh, I want to say it was 27 28, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And Marcus Smart goes out there and says, These guys need to stop being selfish. Uh, it was Tatum and Brown show, and that's why they weren't winning. And it seemed like they went back to that game seven when they went down five. They were down like five points at one point, and they're like, All right, shit, we got to start chucking stuff up to get back. It's not like that. Like they played, they get, they played good team basketball this whole playoff run. And then it just seems like the, the moment where you need that. They go back to that ISO stuff, and I, I didn't I didn't understand it. The Celtics have always run a lot of ISO. They don't have a great half-court offense. A lot of times they kind of play offense like Tatum, mm-hmm. Brown, go ISO and get me a bucket. And, I mean, Tatum just throughout the entire series, he really didn't have that one game. Like, he might have had one game that he played great, but overall, I mean, he wasn't shooting well. He didn't have a lot of high-scoring games. And, I mean, the turnovers, he's the first player mm-hmm. NBA history, I think, to have 100 plus playoffs. That is crazy. Because when I was watching these Celtics games, I wasn't seeing Tatum turn it over. I was seeing Brown turn it over. So when I saw that stat, I was like, I didn't really that, remember that. Tatum's had a lot of turnovers. And, I mean, Obviously. You watch the Miami series, he was turning the ball over like crazy. I mean, it's been a lot of both mm-hmm. Brown and Tatum. But Tatum has yeah. the ball in his hands more. And For I sure. mean, it, I, I don't know. But especially in game six, 13 points in game six when you're Jason Tatum. And not to mention, only two points in the second half, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Like, I, I get it in the second half of the game. Uh, you could have maybe upset it was over. I mean, the, it was a double-digit point lead almost the entire second half, if I remember correctly. 
but I need more from Jason Tatum. You're maybe at the superstar status. Like, I need more from you in that series. And I mean, I get it. It's a long season. Everyone's tired. Everyone's tired. Mm-hmm. But I need more from Jason Tatum in this in this game. I mean, I don't think so much to ask for. He, like I said, he's probably top ten player in the NBA. But if he wants to be at that superstar status, like a Steph Curry, like like you know LeBron, Giannis, etc., I need more consistency from from him in the future. Overall, in the entire playoffs, he kind of have a, a great game, bad game, great game, bad game. I need more consistency from him going to next year. And you know, I'm sure he's going to work on it. He'll get better. He'll be more, more efficient next year, hopefully for him. But I just need to see see it next year because I was very disappointed in his performance overall throughout the entire finals. Yeah, no, it, it was definitely lackluster. But uh, yeah, take that thing off. Oh, take that thing off too. But uh, nah, lackluster. It was disappointing because I, I, I mean, I don't know who I was rooting for per se, but uh, I would have liked to see a, a a Tatum versus Curry match, and it didn't turn into that. So I mean, as a fan, it's kind of disappointing, but can't really hate when the uh, Curry's doing great stuff like that. You can't really uh. Yeah, I mean, they had no answer for Curry. Curry had one bad game, and really that game, he just couldn't hit a three. I mean, if you look at his two-point shots, I remember seeing – It's a big part of his game, though. Hey, everybody has those off nights, man. They happen. It happens. And, like, that's why I said, like, if it was an off night for Tatum, all right, but this was something we saw throughout the entire finals. Wiggins played amazing defense on – Wiggins is that man, bro. Wiggins is that guy. He's that guy. Is he going to be in your top 50 next year, Zach? Eh, I don't. I don't know. Well, I'm man, not. He, I'm just saying, called it. But um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't want to get too much into Tatum because overall, I mean, he was well, all NBA first team. He had an amazing season. I don't think and he was all NBA first team. I think sure I think does. I think he got. I think he was like on the edge of it because I remember him talking about how uh, he couldn't get the max, the super max, because he didn't uh, make the first team. Or maybe that was last uh, year. It, it was like a year or two ago he didn't make an all NBA team. Because he was on NBA first team this year. I think it was him, me on Okay. Because uh, I remember seeing that thing where he was on JJ Reddick's podcast and he was like bitching about how he couldn't get the Supermax because he wasn't on all No, nah, that first. was like a year or two ago. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, next player, though, Jalen Brown. He showed up in this last game. He had, I mean, he was shooting the ball well. Seemed like he was trying to get some type of spark, especially in the game. Um, for him in this offseason, he's got to work on, on his handles. He's just got to get a tighter handle because he. He and Tatum both, like your two star players, it seems like they can't get a control of the game when they need it most. Like, there, there's no real point guard on the team. I, yes, Mark Smart, but he's not like a true playmaker. You rely on these two guys to handle the ball for you so much, and they just play too careless at times. I mean, they had, I think, 22 turnovers in this last game. Like, that, that's awful. You're not going to beat the Warriors to turn the ball over like that. The team that won each game one to turnover battle in each game this series. Like, that's how important each possession is. Let me tell you this. Uh, something I noticed about the Celtics, they have an eight-man rotation. And and, and once that's that eight, else. once they have – yeah, that is 100%. But once they have that eight-man, the Warriors, they have players that can come off, play five minutes, and play good basketball. The Celtics don't really have that. Like, you look – I'm looking at it right now. They have Aaron Neesmith, who, when he comes in, he's productive. He's a, I think he's very underrated, but really he's going to be play, a good though. role player. He You're really didn't play. They really didn't play. They have their stern lineup, and then they put Grant Williamson, uh, Payne Pritchard in. And I can't think of anyone. Oh, Derek White, eight man. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm seeing they had they had how I mean I'm seeing all the one minute guys when they got put in at the end, but uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm sorry, but if 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 a player's having a bad game, like I'm seeing Pritchard play ten minutes with no production at all, no stats at all. Like I mean, they need they like the Warriors got Iguodala, who's not great anymore, but like he can come off and put some production he minutes. In. He didn't play. He played. Th- I'm seeing a minute. Did, did they put him in for the last? Um, last I think Kevon Looney got in foul trouble and he played like a minute. Gotcha. Actually, okay. no, 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 that was the game before that he played a couple minutes for that. He did come in the last minute. Yeah. Of the game. Well, I'm just saying it always helps. And I, I know it's eight-man rotation, but it always helps to have those guys that you just sit on the back burner. And whenever one of those backups is not playing well, you can put them in. Like, the Heat had a lot of those players. Celtics don't really have anybody. They have Luke Cornett. They have Nick Staus. And Nick Stauskas was on that team, dude. Stauskas, Theo, bro. So. But, you know, the Celtics, they're – they made it to the finals. They'll get some good guys in the minimum. This offseason. Oh, they will for sure. The bench. Any for any good sure. team is going to be able to do something like that. Yep. I don't know what the draft picks look like, but they'll be able to get some guys on their bench. And you know, Celtics will probably be back. I mean, Tatum and Brown are too good, too young to not make it a fight. But the East is going to be a gauntlet next year. You're going to have the Celtics. You're going to have Milwaukee. They'll be back. Uh, you're going to have Brooklyn, Miami, Philly. Maybe another team pops up out of nowhere. We'll see. But the East is going to be a gauntlet next year, for sure. It always is, man. Yeah. So what do you want to talk about next? All right. Well, how about we get into our next segment? So we, beforehand, we want to go over a breakout player for each team in the NFL upcoming season. This is a player. We tried to stay away from rookies because, I mean, a rookie's not really a breakout player in my view. But we're going to try – going through each team and pick one player that we think will break out. We'll try to talk about it a little bit. Some players might have more to say than others, but let me pull up my list real quick because I've made a list beforehand. We, I made a list as well. And yeah, I stayed away from rookies, even though there was some teams where I really just wanted to use some of those like later round guys, but I really couldn't. So, uh, and, and I have a lot of guys who got injured in year one, uh, that are obvious breakouts. So I put them kind of put them in there, but I kind of put them as backups. Yep, and it's good start. I'm going to start up in the AFC North. I'm going to kind of go by division. All right. So, AFC North, Cleveland Browns, who you got? Deshaun Watson. I'm just kidding. Donovan, Donovan Peoples Jones, uh, that's my <laughs> that's my uh, sleeper of the year. I think he's going to be wide receiver two this year. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, you got Jakeem Grant there. You got Amari Cooper, but I think DPJ he made some improvements the last few years. And I think he's going to be nice, especially if Deshaun Watson is playing. Uh, if he has Jacoby Reset, he might be in a little bit of trouble, but as a wide receiver, too, I like him. Yeah, I like Donald Peoples-Jones. I picked Jeremiah Wusukaramo. Um, He had a great rookie season. I think he can have the potential to jump to a Pro Bowl caliber linebacker. I mean, he's got amazing talent. His position still is a bit up in the air for what position best suits him between linebacker, safety, somewhere box. along those. He's a box. Yeah, but I think he's got tremendous talent. I thought he was very underrated as a rookie for the talent he that for what he was producing, and I think he's going to break out with more um, break out more this season. I wasn't a Wusu Koromoa guy, man. I wanted him so bad. He fell because of his size. I'm sick of that happening. Size, it, I, that's why he fell was the size. I think yeah, I think people didn't know position to play him. Just mm-hmm. grab the talent. Worry about it later. But I think he also had some medical injury. Medical stuff. I did. That's that's what I thought too. But I, I tried to look it up and I couldn't find any medical because JOK was on my uh, potential for the Browns and I just couldn't find anything. So I was just mad that uh, 
he fell because I, he was more listed as a box linebacker. And uh, they said he was undersized, so he fell a little bit. But I hated that because he had the, all the skill in the world. Mm-hmm. All right, next, Baltimore Ravens. I feel like this one's a cop-out for me. If I pick Rashad Bateman, I mean, he's going to have all well. the opportunity in the world. I mean, just there's no Hollywood Brown now. You got Lamar Jackson at QB. I mean, he's really the only receiver there. I mean, he should have a breakout year. He didn't, didn't really have a rookie season that I would have maybe projected him to have last year. But I think he's got all the opportunity, like I said, in the world to be able to produce. So I think it's going to be a breakout for him. Mine was Rashad Bateman as well. Uh, it's just the only thing that kind of scares me about that is he's clear cut, obvious wide receiver one. And once they wide receiver one, they know that there's nobody really competing with that. They have, they've got Duvernay over there. They've Duvernay ain't really a, he's a slot guy. Uh, yeah. so I feel like he's going to start getting CB one every game. So that's going to be tough to at least to break out. But I think definitely skill wise. Yes. He's my breakout player for the Ravens. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. You go first. Pittsburgh Steelers. I put a weird one here. I put Miles Jack. And the reason why I put that is he had a really bad year with Jacksonville. And he goes into a system where they use their linebackers pretty well, make them look pretty good. And then you also have Brian Flores there as the middle linebacker coach. I feel like it's just a perfect scenario for him. I think he's going to look amazing in that Steelers defense. That's my breakout player for the year for the Steelers. All right. I got Alex Highsmith. I don't know why. I'm just a pretty big fan of Alex Highsmith. Every time I watch him play, I feel like he's pretty underrated. I like the way he plays, you have him next to TJ Watt, you have him next to Cameron Hayward. I just think that he's going to be able to have a huge season from this year, like double digits type sacks. I think he's going to be really good for them. And he, I mean, he's going to need to be good if they're they're going to have a chance to make the playoffs this year, in my opinion, because that defense is going to have to carry. For sure, I like I like that pick, Alex I. Smith across the way, and and you know you have TJ Watt coming from the other side. 27 and a half. You got to focus on that, man. He's going to have some easy, some easy sacks this year for sure. Taking Bud Dupree's spot from last year. Mm-hmm. And then last night, North, the Bengals. Um, I, I tried putting some offensive linemen in here, even though it's kind of hard to predict them to be a breakout. I put Jonah There's Williams. no way. Me too. I, Jonah I really Williams. liked him out of college. Um, I, I know he slipped a little bit in the draft, but he was really good out of college. I think he went to Alabama. And Alabama. And, I mean, the Bengals are going to need him to be able to produce this year. They put a lot of money into the O-line this year. And if he does break out, like I think he's got the capability to do, that Bengals O-line goes from one of the worst to one of the better O-lines in the NFL. And that would be huge for them. I don't think they're going to be one of the better O-lines, but I put Jonah Williams as well. Uh, I think having – I did, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the Alex Kappa and the Ted Karras signing. You know that. I, I think – I think Cap had a very easy role in uh, Tampa Bay next to Worse and Jensen. Uh, so I don't really think much of him. And Karras, I've seen firsthand for the Dolphins. He's not very good. Uh, but I think Leo Collins, that signing, I think, even though it's on the opposite side of the line, I think it's going to help him progress. And I really do like Jonah Williams uh, out of college. So uh, I think he's going to be, a, 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 he's going to take a big step from where he was last year. All right. Next, let's move to the AFC East. I'll start off with the Buffalo Bills. Um, I feel like we're not the same one for this. I, I just have for sure, for sure. Gabriel Davis, yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, he had a huge playoff game. It's easy to predict why he break out, but I, I was really upset last year when they signed Emmanuel Sanders Be- because I mean, I really liked Gabriel Davis last year. I thought he was going to be a steal for fantasy, 
But now, you know, he's gone. Cole Beasley's gone. Even though they brought Jameson Crowder, but I think Gail Davis is going to have a much bigger role. Um, I think he's going to take some targets, the targets that Sanders had. They will take a little bit of targets away from Diggs as well. Diggs has been the most targeted receiver over the last two years in the entire NFL. Um, but I think he's going to have a huge year this year. And I'd take him fantasy if I were you guys. For sure. I love Gabriel Davis. And the reason why is the same reason you said Beasley's gone. Sanders is gone. Uh, they still got McKenzie re-signed and they got Crowder. But they're a little more slot guys. Uh, I feel like Diggs is going to be getting CB1 every single week going to get Davis more open. I think Josh Allen's coming off of a game where he's like, wow, I could just throw it up to Gabriel Davis. And this is, this is awesome. So I think he's going to be at least a monumental step from last year. He's going to be amazing. I think. Yep. And next Miami dolphins. Um, You might be surprised at what I have. I got two. Uh, Even though you, you're a dolphins fan. I do like to troll on Tua. I, I like Tua out of college. And, I mean, in order for the Dolphins to be good this year, he's going to have to make a huge improvement. And, I mean, it's not – there's – I mean, you can't do worse than – much worse than Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I mean, those two guys are a lot of speed. And if Tua yeah. can't succeed with those two on the outside, with Kaseki at tight end, I mean – I mean, how much more help does he really need besides that? I mean, you got Mike McDaniel. We'll see how he is as a head coach. I mean, we just have to wait and see how good he's going to be. But Tua has all the opportunity in the world to produce. And, I mean, it's year three. If you can't produce by year three, then you're just not going to cut it. You don't see QBs turn around after year three too often. Typically, not really after year two, you see QBs take a huge jump. So, bring in Tyreek. Got Waddle. Let's see what we can do. For sure, and I'll try to make this quick. I did not put Tua because I thought it would be the obvious answer. Uh, I wanted to get a little uh, defense in there, but Tua, if he's bad this year, he's got to go. It's just, it's, 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 I, I'm a Tua lover. You know this. I, I always overhype him too much, but this offense is too easy this year, man. You got a, a, an outside run offense with two of the fastest receivers, uh, two of the best rat catch players. It, it, it's, it, it won't get any easier for Tua, and it fits him perfectly. Dink and dunk, get down the field, smart play. He should be amazing. But my breakout player is Jalen Phillips uh, on the defensive side. It, it's kind of a tough one. It was between him and Connor Williams, but I wanted to go defensive because I know you would go to a. Uh, so Jalen Phillips, he had nine and a half sacks, I believe, last year. Um, but he's – I love watching him. He's so fun to watch, and I, I think the sky's the limit for him uh, if injuries don't play a part. Yeah, injuries the one thing that really – worries me. He had to medically retire back in college mm-hmm. from UCLA before he transferred to Miami. That's the one thing that scares me. Because I know a lot of NFL teams didn't have him on the draft board because of his medicals. Yep. So hopefully that doesn't get in his way. Hopefully. Um, if it doesn't, though, sky's the limit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we got the New England Patriots. So you got. I'll go first. Uh, mine's a little bit of a shocker. It's one of the, the one of their signings. Jabril Peppers. Uh, I really like Jabril Peppers as a player. I, I just think it wasn't a good fit in New York. Uh, and and one of the, also the reasons why I really like him is he got a, a min-level min deal. And he can play anywhere from box linebacker. He's a little undersized for that, but so is JOK, and he's doing just fine. Uh, he's very versatile. And I think with Bill Belichick, I think he could be really, really good. If there's anyone that can get the most out of Peppers, 
it might be uh, Bill Belichick. I okay. kind of wonder if he's kind of the jack of all trades, but the master of none. If you understand for what I mean sure. by that. No, for um, sure I do. Obviously, I mean, college, that man was ridiculous. He almost so Heisman. I mean, he was a a safety linebacker, edge Kick runner, returner, or, or, returner. anything, anything. Yeah. He even played some QB receiver. Like, he played everything. Uh, he was ridiculous in uh, college in Michigan. But my guy for the Patriots, I've always been a fan of him back when he was in San Fran. I, I really like Kendrick Bourne. I, I think he can have a good year. I mean, they don't have a surefire wide receiver one there. They brought Devontae Parker. Kobe Myers is back. They got Nelson Aguilar. But, I mean, I don't think any of them are much better, if even better, than Kendrick Bourne. I, I really like Kendrick Bourne. And I think that if he has the opportunity, and I've heard Mac Jones has looked pretty good so far. Um, obviously, it's OTAs. You can't take too much into account from OTAs. But I, I like – what Kendrick Bourne could potentially do this this year. For sure. He looks good, and I, I think Mac Jones is really good friends with him. I watch all the Kendrick Bourne's YouTube videos. They're always chilling. So that once you get that quarterback-receiver connection, especially in the slot, it's sky's the limit again. It, it's I like that pick. Yep, and last in the AFC East, New York Jets. Might be a cop-out, but I was a big fan of him coming out. I, I'm like the only one of like people in our friend group that actually liked him. Well, here's college. the thing. Here's the thing. I think we have the same person because I'm a big fan of the guy too. You're a Zach Wilson fan. I like Zach Wilson. I, I was a big fan of Zach Wilson coming out. Um, yeah, I like him. And I mean, that's who I have here. I mean, it's not the same thing as to. I mean, he doesn't have Terry Kill coming in, and he's also a year younger. But I mean, he's got some stuff to work with. Uh, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis. I mean, some of those guys are unproven. But I like the potential of that offense. They brought in CJ Uzama. They brought in um, who was the Tyler Panthers? Conklin? Tyler Conklin. Yep. Uh, uh, Lake and Tomlinson. Yeah, they got some. Uh, they got some decent running backs, young running backs. Brees Hall, Michael Carter. We'll see how they do. It's not an unproven talent of that offense, so that could potentially hurt them. But overall, I think that the sky is the limit for that offense. And if that offense can get going, they have a decent defense. Um, and I mean, they could be a surprise team this year. I'm not putting. Money or nothing like that, that they'll go ahead and win like nine mm-hmm. games something like that. But I, I really do think Zach Wilson can be a really good player in this league, and he's shown some flashes. Yeah, uh, he's got everything you can't teach. Uh, he's got all the, the arm strength. He's got the elusiveness. It's just it, it, it's more of the mind picking that's his problem, and that's why I have him as my breakout. I like the team. I, uh, I'm with you on the boat. Sadly, I hate the Jets, but I think they're going to get nine eight wins. I really do. Like. Uh, once the Dolphins were on that win streak last year, uh, we had two close games in that whole span, and it was against the Jets both times. I think they're really underrated. I, I think uh, they're definitely not a bottom three team in the league. I think they definitely get 9-8 wins this year. The one thing is AFC is so stacked. It is. That, I mean, you say they, they might be the third worst team in the AFC, and that might not necessarily mean that they're AFC a bad East? team. I'm just saying AFC. AFC. Oh. Oh, third, yeah, I guess that's true because there's only – yeah. I mean, who do you got? Texans, which I don't even hate the Texans. Like, I don't have, like, a team where I know they're going to be bad. I mean, I'd Bears. say the Texans, Jaguars, and Jets are probably the three worst teams. No, Bears, number one. In the AFC. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's what I'm saying. Like, and I'm saying that some of those – I mean, I, I, we'll, we'll get to that another day. We'll get that to that when we do. All right, yeah, yeah. Use, right. Let's just get to these breakout players. Um, AFC South, Colts, let me hear what you got. For the Colts, I have two, actually. I have the obvious answer in Quiddy Pay, and then I have my favorite one. I have Naeem Hines. 
I like Naeem Hines this year. I heard Wright go out about it, saying you might want to have him on your fantasy team. Uh, he's, he's, he's got everything. Jack of all trades. He could catch the ball. He could run the ball. He's very elusive, uh, very athletic. Nothing, he's got no downside to him. Uh, I think he's very good, I, especially behind Jonathan Taylor. I, I, I like Naeem Hines this year. Yeah. I mean, in case you guys don't know, because like I said in the last episode, I am a Colts fan. I think there's a lot of people, honestly, that you could probably pick a lot of young people. But I got Isaiah Rodgers at corner. I'm a really big fan of Isaiah Rodgers. He was really underrated last year. Played very good football. And out of OTAs, like I said, you can't take much out of OTAs, but he was the best player on defense, they were saying, in OTAs. And, I mean, you got Stephon Gilmore and Kenny Moore. If Isaiah Rodgers can produce next to him at corner, that's a lethal cornerback room. And, I mean, it's already one of the best defenses in the NFL talent-wise on paper. And, I mean – if he can take that next step like he has every year so far, that could be very dangerous. I like that pick. I, I like those weird smaller picks. Didn't he play kick returner for you guys? He has been kick returner. Yeah. Okay, okay. I was making sure that wasn't Isaiah Rodgers. He's on the t- Titans, right? Um, the receiver. I, Chester Chester Rodgers, my bad. Chester Rodgers. He, that's a former Colt, but he was on the Titans. Last okay, night. that's why I was confused. Okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of Titans, who you got for the Titans? All right, so I have, I have my breakout player, and I have a sleeper. That's and it's not a breakout player. He's been in the league for a little bit, but he's very underrated, and I just want to get his name out there. Uh, my breakout player is Westbrook, a kind. Uh, I have Nick Westbrook also. Okay, so Nick Westbrook's my breakout player. I and one of your underrated guys. Very underrated, and oh. yes, actually. Nico Autry, I really love that guy. Like, he, I've watched, like, three Titans games last year, and it seems like every play he was just there. He's just one of those guys that's always on the ball. And I, I just – I know he's not going to be a breakout guy, but I really just – I love his play, and I wanted to get his name out there because the guy is very underrated. He's really good. He's one guy that I really wanted the Colts to keep. Even when he was back with the Raiders, he played really good football for them as well. He's always been very underrated. He plays this role. He's also very versatile in defensive line. But he's a very, very good player. Yeah, Very good. I'm glad you knew what I was talking about. Like, the Nico Autry's a hell of a player, man. Might have also seen you uh, comment that on uh, someone's post on Instagram. I did. Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. So, what, what what do you like about Westbrook? Westbrook? I I mean, for one, I mean, the receiver room isn't the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, Robert Woods, I don't know what his injury recovery timeline is looking like. Uh, Traylon Burks, I mean, he is rookie. I I've heard he's not in the best shape. Obviously, he's got asthma. Months. Everybody's overreacting to that. I think he, that he's, he's got months to get in shape, but at the same time, I will he be ready to uh, to play a lot to begin the season? And Westbrook, I don't think he's, yeah, I don't I think he's ready to be had some good one. games last year when AJ Brown was out, when Julio Jones was out uh, as a rookie. I think he might be able to take another step and be a very productive player for that offense. And, I mean, they're going to need some production for the receiver room, especially if Robert Woods out to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, yep. you want to go to the Texans now? Yep, let's do the Texans. Okay, you have, go first. I have another offensive lineman, Titus Howard. Um, I mean, I, it was hard for me to pick a breakout for this team. Um, because I was trying to pick some younger guys. I mean, they just have a lot of solid guys. I don't feel like I have a very high ceiling at the moment. But I feel like Titus Howard is going to make a break year for him. Um, and I feel like um, if he can take a next step, obviously it'll help Davis Mills. Uh, and, and, you know, I could say maybe Davis Mills is a breakout. 
I could maybe say him. Um, I feel like that was the obvious choice. Yeah, exactly. But, I didn't I go. Mean, I didn't go him either. Though. But yeah, Titus Howard. I think he's got the most potential of the guys that's still on the rookie contract for the Texans, and that's kind of why I went with him. Yeah, no, he was definitely on my mind because he he hasn't really done much with mm-hmm. since he got drafted out of a uh, Alabama State, by the way. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, yeah, I, I didn't put him. I put on the defensive side of the ball. It's, they don't really have a lot of young guys that aren't rookies. They really have a lot of like veterans that are just on the min level. So I put Roy Lopez, the defensive tackle. Uh, I liked him last year, uh, and he was very productive next to Greenard, who broke out last year. So I went for a little bit of a different. Not much would say that, but no, not many people would say that. But I got Roy Lopez as my breakout. All right. I don't know too much about him, so I can't really say much about him. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars. I feel like we we should have the same person on this. I feel like we don't. All right, go. You go first. I got Tyson Campbell. Interesting. Uh, corner. Um, you know, next to Shaq Griffin. Um, I I I wasn't the biggest fan of him out of college, but I did like him coming out of college. He went to Georgia, I believe. Georgia, you know always produces great defensive players and i think next to shaq griffin i think it will be a more improved defense i didn't think defense was that bad last year i thought it was more admired in the offense that was the problem i think in year two he's got a chance to take a huge step and uh play some very good football yeah i like that pick i mean i i thought you were gonna go with uh trevor lawrence which i didn't go with that that uh, was too too obvious yeah yeah but i didn't go trevor lawrence either so I, Trevor Lawrence is going to break out next year. Let me just tell you this right now. He is. Point blank period. I think he's I think he's fine. Uh, yeah, a lot of picks, but Peyton did too. So who cares? I think he's gonna, the obvious going to be amazing. But my, yeah, I know. And, and my, my pick is Travis Etienne. I know it's kind of a, a bullshit pick. He was injured. But I, I've heard him playing slot receiver. He's had a whole year to recover. He didn't play any last season. So I think he's just going to be amazing this year, especially uh, with James Robinson helping him out there. Yep, I like that pick. I mean, they said it's, it's kind of off. off not, I won't say mm-hmm. obvious, but it's obvious. It's Etn and Lawrence. That's the obvious ones. Yeah. All right. Um, last division, AFC West, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I got Nick Bolton, the linebacker. I really liked how he played last year. I really did. And I mean, it's a team that definitely is revamping the defense, and I do think he's going to have a good year this year. Yeah. Nick Bolton's a, a, a stud. Um, I didn't. I didn't really have him as a ba- breakout player because he already kind of broke out. I, I thought he was very, like, very good for a rookie last year. But, I thought he was very good also. I, I put my breakouts kind of obvious. I have two, uh, Juju and MVS. Uh, MVS has drop problems, but Juju, I think, it's kind of a breakout thing because he already had his breakout year, then sucked for a few years, got injured a lot. Uh, so I think he breaks out again. And MVS is whatever, but more Juju, I think, than MVS this year. I don't know if I can consider Juju a breakout. I, I think he's going to – I think – all right, well, if you don't, then go MVS. Because MVS mm-hmm. never had a – never had – I think one of those receivers is definitely going to do what they haven't done before. All right. Um, the Denver Broncos. We have, we have the same person. I have two. You have two? All right, it's one Jerry Judy. Yes. He, it's a make or break year for him. He's he has a lot of talent, a lot of talent, but he has his drop problems. He's been inconsistent, but 
you got Russell Wilson at QB. You got no excuses. You really don't. I know he's, he had the off-field problems during the offseason, but it really wasn't serious at the end of the day. We'll see if he gets any um, any type of discipline from the league office from that. He won't. Um, I don't think so, but you never know. But um, like I said, first-round pick, he was a stud in college. It's make or break time. Go out there and produce like we think you can. Be more consistent. And he's got a big year if he does. Definitely should. He, there's nothing holding him back. One of the cleanest route runners. Uh, went to high school with him. Man, should be a beast, man. I just I, That was a little weird little flex there. But my, my obvious one was Devontae. Uh, there's no reason for him not to be good. There's no. I mean, Gordon got re-signed, but it's obvious that he's RB1. I don't know if I want to say obvious. I think the split the splits are going to be a lot closer than people want to say. I mean, they did the exact same amount of carries last year. I really like Javante, but I really like Melvin also. Melvin's still very, very good and productive running back. The Melvin's a beast. Go. I'm I'm sick of I'm sick of people shitting on Melvin Melvin Gordon because this guy is he hasn't dropped consistency. He had a fumble problem, but besides that, the guy's out there sitting on the open market for four months and got the min what what two two million one year. Bullshit. I, the guy's way better than that. It was something very cheap, and he, he does not deserve that. But uh, I think Javante switches with him. I think they're trying to progress him. I think it's going to be a good year, but I think it's going to be very split with two of them. I don't think it's going to be as split as it was last year. But you know what? You never know. Because I, I, Gordon was getting paid $8 million last year instead of two. Uh, so I think that definitely affects it. They're going to try to get the most as, as, out of the out of Javante as they can. And also, so you, think know Javante, probably, you know what probably happened? They'll probably Melvin will be the third down back and the goal line back. Javante mm-hmm. will probably be, uh, you know, between the twenties. For sure, he will be. That's I. I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, next up, Chargers. Um, I kind of went with an underrated route, maybe more than the breakout route, but I really love the Sebastian Joseph Day signing. For the uh, you said Raiders. I, I'm at Chargers. Chargers. So, there you go. Let's go Chargers. I reset the player. Sebastian Joseph Day. Um, I just really loved that signing for the Chargers. I, in all honesty, value-wise, I think that's the best value sign they had all offseason. I absolutely love that that sign for them. They, I mean, they need some someone to be able to help stuff the run. I think he's going to be able to help do that. And overall, he's just a stud. I mean, he was with the Rams last year, right? Ram. And that's a tough loss for them. That people are that's going to be underrated. He he was really good for them last year. And I think it's going to be a steal, one of the biggest steals for MC. Great minds think alike, Zach. So Sebastian Joseph Day was my guy as well. Uh, the big thing was that contract. I completely agree with you. I think it was three for twenty four, which is Some, about eighty yeah. years, which is a, is an absolute steal for for what he brings to the table. Uh, and they needed that. Losing Linval Joseph, he got old. He wasn't very productive anymore. Him in between Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack uh, should open some gaping holes for him. And, yeah, Joseph Day, I love it. That that was my pick as well. All right. And now the Raiders. Um, All right, I'm going to go first. Yep. All right, so I have two. Breakout Trayvon Morig, but I also – I am known for hating Derek Carr. I have him as a breakout. Just not not to the point where I know whatever. That's why he's my second. My my main one's Trayvon Morig, but – I think Derek Carr is not gonna like. I think Derek Carr is gonna be amazing. Like not not. I I always have him ranked under the top ten. That's just me. This might not be like a, a 
unpopular opinion, but I think he's going to take a big step this year. And I think they go, I, I really do think they go top two in that division. I think it's Chargers and them. I don't think, I don't think it's any conversation. I think him and Devontae are going to cook. I'm interested in what a breakout is for Derek Carr. I know he had a lot. I know he had stats last year, but I, I breakout to me is playoff run. We'll have to see with that. I, For sure. I, I feel like this is kind of cheating because he kind of broke out last year. But Rocky scene, he was really good last year. He got traded to the Chargers. And, I mean, last year he was really good. You keep switching Raiders match. and Chargers, my boy. I, am I? Am I, I yeah, you said he just got traded to the Chargers. I don't know. what, what What's up? Hey, man. But, uh, you get confused. Yeah, yeah, you just got traded to the Raiders. Yeah. It's too late, but um, he got traded to the Raiders. Um, and nice kind of pass rush in front of him. Last year, the Colts didn't have a pass rush. He still played great. Nice come after Max Crosby and Chandler Jones rushing the mm-hmm. passer. And, I mean, it's going to create a lot more opportunities for turnovers for him. And I think he's going to have a really good year for them. Really good year. I like that pick. I mean, I didn't watch a lot of Rocky Sins, so I wasn't going to go with him. But I put Trayvon Morick. Uh, just a player I liked, and he's very fundamentally sound. He's not a guy that's trying to make too many plays, uh, not trying to blow his coverage to get an interception. He's going to stay in his zone and do his job, and I really like Trayvon Lord. I like him, too. Now, let's go to the other conference. We'll go back up to the north, uh, Minnesota Vikings. Um, I got the former Hurricane, K.J. Osborne, Um this might this is gonna be a bold prediction. I think he's going to be second in the team in uh in yards this year. Uh you think I, moving I, down? I just have a feeling I feel like Thielen's getting up there in age. He was still good last year, don't get me wrong. But that's a bit of a bold prediction. I think KJ Osborne ends up overtaking Adam Thielen in yards. Maybe not targets or receptions, but in yards. Yeah, possible. He's in the slot. But uh my pick for the Vikings was Christian Darisaw. I like him. He had an injury-prone first year. He had back surgery. Uh, but I liked him out of college from Virginia Tech. Um, I think it's an obvious pick. Uh, the O-line's not terrible. They have their uh, bright spots with Bradbury and uh, uh, who's their guard? Jackson, Ohio State, some one of those guys. Their left guard, my bad. Why is so Jackson Carmen coming by? No, Jackson Carmen's on the Bengals. Uh, Jonah Jackson's on the Lions. There's, there's a guy that they drafted two years ago that's very solid at left guard there. Evans, maybe. I, I don't know. Uh, but they have that left side pretty solidified, and I think Darisol is going to fit in perfectly there. All right. Next up, we got the Packers. You go first with that, this one. This one was tough. Uh, was. I scrolled a little bit because they don't really have a lot of young players. So I went with the obvious pick, I guess. You can call it obvious. I put A.J. Dillon. Uh, right. Kind of, he was already there. But I think he's just going to have a bigger role this year. I think Aaron Jones is off the team within two years. By the way, you might have been thinking of Urza Cleveland. Say it again? What were you thinking of Cleveland for the Vikings? Uh, Ezra Cleveland. Yeah. He's, I think he's a – he might be the left guard. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe, he, I absolutely don't he's the left guard. Yeah, who's their right guard then? Ed Ingram. Is Ed Ingram's the LSU guy. I could have yeah, sworn they had – I thought uh, they had an Ohio State guy. I – don't see it unless he's uh, really far down the depth chart, but that's what they're showing as the starting guards. Yeah, still, Ezra Cleveland, I love him. He's Boise State. I think um, he's very good. Packers, it, it was kind of hard. I felt like I wanted to go with a non-rookie 
that's going to have more opportunity. And I went with Amari Rogers. I've heard last offseason he was having a good training camp, uh, but he never was really used. So they're going to have some receiver that that breaks out. Christian Watson, we'll see. He's going to have a lot of uh, developing he's got to do coming from a, a FCS school. Uh, Sammy Watkins is there. I don't know how much Sammy Watkins really has left in the tank. But Amari Rogers is going to be in the second year. I think he could be productive for them. I like that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not opposed to. I mean, one of these receivers are going to go breaking out, but someone's got. You to. can't go. Someone's got to, right? So, I thought you. I thought you would have gone Alan Lazard. That Alan for me, it was it was it was either AJ Dillon or Alan Lazard because it's kind of tough for that team. Yeah, I mean, Alan Lazard, I feel like it's going to be a popular one, but you know, Omari Rogers. I mean, I he's had some big games in college. He wasn't like like Clemson, right? Better receivers, yeah. But um, he was like one of their better receivers in recent history. But, I mean, I think he's got some potential. He's going to be more of a slot guy. I think he's going to have some potential for them. I'm with it. Uh, Detroit Lions. Um, I'm hoping this player bounced back because I really liked him in the draft. Former third overall pick, Jeff Gouda. Wow. I mean, he, he he really has not been that good so far. He's been bad. He has all the talent in the world, I'm telling you. Out of college, I mean, he was a stud in college, absolute stud in college, and I'm I'm shocked he hasn't been able to put together yet. The Lions, those Ohio State guys usually don't bust out like that. They usually don't, and I mean, I know he was hurt his rookie year, but he was hurt I, last I, year as well. I think something's going to click, and I think he's going to have a productive year. I truly do. I mean, the Lions really didn't have a bad defense last year. They really didn't have that bad of defense, and I I think that he can develop into a I don't want to say a lockdown corner, but I think he can get to – he has still Pro Bowl potential in him. Hmm. I did not put Okuda. I put a sleeper pick. No one, no one's going to think about this. Uh, I put Derek Barnes. Derek uh, Barnes. Interesting. I really like Derek Barnes out of college. I think he was a steal in the draft. They did get a lot of edge rushers this year. They have Alcuara. They cut Trey Flowers so to put Hutchinson in that spot. But I really like Derek Barnes out of college. And I think if he gets a bigger role – he could definitely put up Charles Harris numbers. And I, I like Derek Barnes. Uh, Charles, Harris definitely, also, right? Charles Davis is back. Um, but I, I love Derek Barnes just as a player from college. I think if he gets a bigger role, he's going to be amazing. And yeah. Chicago Bears. This one was a hard one for me. It was hard. Uh, who'd you got? Darnell Mooney. The obvious that's choice. That's the obvious one. That's the obvious one. That's yeah. the only obvious. That's the only one I could pick. I was going through it. I'm like, I mean, I like Tevin Jenkins. That's who I went with. Yeah, I love Tevin Jenkins, the most aggressive man on planet Earth. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, nah, I put I put Darnell Mooney as the obvious choice because he he just it's same thing as uh, Bateman. They're now wide receiver one. They should be getting yeah. low to the targets. Uh, so it's hard for him not to at least do better than what they did last year. I feel like he was really good last year. He just didn't have the QB production last year. For sure. Like, I don't know if Al Robson being gone is going to help him too much because I don't personally trust Justin Fields. But that's a, that's a topic for NFC North preview. Um, but, I mean, I got Tevin Jenkins. Liked him in the draft. He's going to his second year, I believe. Very aggressive guy. And I think that he can develop into a nice player for him. I like that. Uh, NFC East. Let's go over to the now Washington Commanders. And who you got? 
I have Curtis Samuel. Great minds uh, like. That's yours too? Yep, and he would have been mine last year also. No, that didn't work out, but uh, nope. yeah, I think he's back. He's fully healthy. I've been seeing good things about him at training camp. Wentz seems to love him. Uh, so I, I think Curtis Samuel in the slot. You got on the outside. Um, Maybe. Tommy Brown, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson. Maybe. I like Curtis Samuel. Terry McLaurin. Maybe. I, t- I tell you what, dude. Oh, you're not Terry McLaurin is not getting traded. Ron Rivera's already said that. But uh, Curtis Samuel, I think he has potential to play like a Debo role, uh, running back coming out of the backfield. He's he's got that. You think they would give him a Debo role over maybe a Jane McKissick? I, I think he's more equipped for it also. But um, I, I just think Curtis Samuel could play slot and I, I mean McKissick could do both. But I think Curtis Samuel they're paying him, so I feel like they got to get the most use out of him. So yeah, Curtis Samuel is my breakout, especially after nothing last year. Yeah, I mean he had a really good year for the Panthers two years ago, a really good underrated yep. year. So uh, I got paid. Yeah, and I mean they got Terry McLaurin out there, obviously absolute stud. Get your money because you absolutely deserve it. Your quarterback proof, but um, but yeah, I mean Curtis Samuel, I mean he is kind of a jack of all trades. He can do a little bit of everything, and if he's healthy, he should be able to go out there and produce. By the way, for some hindsight, uh, Zach's a very big Terry McLaurin fan because the guy grew up a Colts fan, and he oh, really wants him to get. Why. Oh I mean, yeah, and he wants him to get traded to the Colts. Oh, I mean, obviously would, but even going back before that, like when he's coming out, you were big on him. You were big on him. I was, I'll give you that. You were huge on, on him. Terry McLaurin before the draft. Yep. I mean, called that I, one. Yeah, I mean, I loved him. I was hoping that he was like a fourth-round projection at that point. I was like, this guy's going to be a steal. And that was a pretty stacked point receiver class also. It very it, it very much was. Uh, I mean, but the best receiver in that class is obviously Andy Isabella. So wh- where are we going next? Uh, next, uh, we got the Dallas Cowboys. I feel like we have the same one. Do we? Maybe. Maybe. I have two. I have two, but one's the main one. Tony Maybe. Pollard. Tony Pollard? I, maybe he didn't really break out, but I don't think he'll have the opportunity to break out. Who's your other one? I've heard, I've heard they're having him at slot a lot this year. So if he's if he's doing a role where he's out of the backfield and in the slot, you can't really hate on a breakout against that. Uh, and then my secondary one was Dante Fowler. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like those mediocre edge rushers that go to Cal- Dallas for a year, always end up putting up 15 sacks. It seems like a thing that always happens. So I just, I don't, it's not more of a breakout season. I think it's more of just a good season. Um, and then gets paid by somebody and they regret it. Um, I went with someone who I thought a really good year for them last year. Didn't really get a lot of recognition. Um, Bumley Cooker. Um, he had really solid year for them last year. One main concern with him has always been injuries and tackling. But he was very productive from last year, obviously, before he was with Dallas with the Colts. I mean, he was pretty good when he was on the field. Obviously, being on the field is a concern for him. But I think he might be able to kind of reach the potential that he had coming out of college. I mean, at, at Ohio State, I feel like a lot of guys went to Ohio State for some reason. But that I picked Ooh. a great out. Sir? Who? Oh, Ohio State guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I picked a lot of them. But um but yeah, I mean he had one of the best safety, like um he's one of the best safeties in recent history in college. He has 
all like some of the best potential as a free safety. I thought y'all stole him at fifteen. I I thought he'd steal too. And I mean, when healthy, he was productive, but obviously, health was a major issue. But I think that he has the opportunity, especially with that Cowboys defense, to be able to reach the potential we saw coming out of the draft. I'm with that pick. I like that pick. Uh, Philly. I, I got. You go first, but I got. I, I'm just letting you know. Uh, for a lot of these last ones, I got. I got two. All right, I, I got. I got. I mean. He's, I think he's a bit older. I got a Monte Maddox. I think he's very underrated. This is more of an underrated route. Uh, very underrated. And now you got Darius Slay on one side. You got James Bradbury on the other side. Him in slot. That is going to be a scary cornerback room for defenses to go up against. I think he's been very underrated. I mean, slot corner, I don't think people give slot corners enough credit because, I mean, they are asked to do a lot. And, I mean, we saw Jalen Ramsey be more of a slot corner this year than an outside corner because, I mean, it's the best corner in the league. He's asked to do a lot. And, I mean, I think Monte Max went the best in the league at in slot. I don't think that big. I, I like that sneakiness. I went for an obvious choice, and I went for another alignment. Uh, I got Dallas Godert. Uh He was – top... Yeah, because it's his first full season by himself. Uh, when Zach Ertz left, he blew up, but – I feel like once he has a full season, he's going to be a top five tight end. It's at least sneaky to be. And then my breakout player is Landon Dickerson, uh, the left guard. Uh, I really love Landon Dickerson out of college. Um, big dude. I, it, he's hard to beat. And I think him next to Kelsey uh, and their left tackles, uh, Halatupi. Don't know pronounce that name, but it, uh, uh, also a very good player. Yeah, a very good player. Uh, he's going to have an easy role. And um, – Landon Dickerson, especially with Kelsey coaching you right next to you, can't really bust, man. I, I think Landon Dickerson's going to go crazy this year. That, that's an interesting one. That's an interesting break. Yeah. Um, last in the NFC East, Giants might be kind of uh, um, got a receiver who was uh, in some trade rumors earlier in the offseason. Tony? Uh, huh? Tony? Okay, Tony. I mean, he, he was good for him last year when healthy. He was good for them when healthy. He was amazing. And he, I, he was amazing when he wasn't punching people, but he was amazing. Like Tony, that Dallas Cowboys game, I, I was watching. I don't know why I was watching it, but I was watching it. And I was, this guy is good. He's elite. Like I was like, this guy is carrying the Giants. And they still lost, but he was carrying them. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of oh, – I, mean, I keep saying a lot for these guys. I mean, all these guys have a lot of potential. But he's going to um, be able to have a – I mean, this is a make or break year for Daniel Jones. I don't think he's going to make it. I think he's going to break it. But um, he's going to have to look at Tony a lot because, I mean, I don't know how much guy they saw in the tank, but Tony's got to be the number one guy for him. Maybe he can create after the catch at a high level, and he's going to be the guy that they're going to have to depend on in their receiving group, in my opinion. I've got two. Uh Telling you right now, whoever does watch this, draft Saquon Barkley. Okay, Saquon Barkley this year. He's I a know. Breakout. Yes, he's a breakout. I, I, if he had one good year and then injury riddles next two, that's a breakout to me. Once you're bad and you you're, you can't stay on the field and you have a great year, breakout. Draft them. 
He's got no running back behind him. Matt Breida is the backup. I think Saquon, they got an improved O-line. They got John Feliciano, a very good run blocker. Uh, Andrew Thomas with Evan Neal. Uh, and their center is coming back, Gates. I, I really like Saquon, what they're building around him, and they don't really have much of a quarterback. Uh, so I have Saquon, and on the defensive end, I have Blake Martinez, if he could stay healthy. Every time he's on the field, he seems to be in every type, every type of play. Uh, if, he's, if he gets a full year under it, he could be one of the leading tacklers in the league. All right. Uh, Carolina Panthers goes to the NFC South. Um, but I want to start speeding this up a little bit, all right? Let's do it. But uh, I got CJ Henderson um, for the Panthers. Um, I wasn't a fan of him coming out of college, but the first year in Jacksonville, he made some plays that made me turn my head a little bit. I thought, all right, he's got some potential in him. And yeah. – I mean, the Panthers, uh, they got a very talented defense, very talented defense. And being able to learn from Stephon Gilmore last year, having the pass rush that he has in front of him, I know they lost to Son Reddick, but um, I think that he's going to be able to make a big jump this season and be able to uh, – I, I don't think he's going to be close to a Pro Bowl level, but I think he's going to be able to be considered a low-end cornerback one, which he might not be at this point. All right, and really quick, I got J.C. Horn. Uh, that's my secondary, obvious one. Not going to give any background to it. He stays healthy. He's going to be a great player. Uh, but my pick is Tommy Tremble. Uh, oh, you should like Tommy that Tremble. pick. I know you love Tommy Tremble. That's why I'm surprised it wasn't your pick. Um, he's going to be very fucking good. Uh, Ian Thomas got re-signed, but I think Tommy Tremble goes insane. I think he's got all the skill in the world. I call him Baby Kittle at one point. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, Tim Bay Bucks, uh, Joe Tryon. I really liked what I saw from last year. And I mean, I don't know how much opportunity he's going to get. I mean, um, although I, they, Jason, Jason Pierre Jason Pierre Paul wasn't there last year, though. Jason Pierre Paul is was there last year, but he's not there this year. Yeah, I know he's not there this year. But um, I think he's going to have opportunity for a lot more snaps. I know it's like Shaquille Barrett. Um, Sue's gone. Yeah, Sue's gone. But they, they brought in someone, I'm pretty sure. They got Vita Vea. Um, but they signed someone very recently onto the line. Was it? I know they signed someone recently. I forget who it was though. Uh, but not, uh, you can look that up. But I had Joe Tryon as well, uh, mm-hmm. and my offensive one was Russell Gage. Uh, he's going to be their slot receiver. They're paying him. Uh, I feel like if you give anybody uh, that was mediocre at best, Tom Brady, <laughs> you got to break out at least a little bit, right? So Russell Gage. Uh, and Joe Tryon on my breakouts for Tampa Bay. I like it. I like it. Uh, New oh, Akeem, Akeem Hicks. That's who it was, yep. Yep. That's what I was trying to look up. Yeah. Akeem Hicks. All right, uh, let's go Saints. Yep, Saints. Let me hear yours. I uh, got Paul Sonata, uh the corner from Stanford. You don't have to tell uh, me where he's from. That's my pick too, buddy. Yeah. I'm just letting you know. Um, I really liked him out of college. He, he was kind of underrated in college, I feel like. But um, he was very good um, and playing next to Lattimore. And he also had a very uh, underrated rookie season, in my opinion, as well. But he's also got the Honey Badger back there. Like, there's going to be a lot of people that Deepens got to worry about. They're going to be trying him a lot. And I think he's going to improve throughout the season and be a force to be reckoned with in the secondary. Yeah, no, I love Paulson Adebo. I think he's a stud, and especially that he's getting wide receiver two every week. Because, by the way, let me just say this right now, get it done. 
Marshawn Lattimore, top three corner. Don't care. Hate me. Marshawn Lattimore is amazing. Amazing. That's the one corner. I don't care. He's a cocky bastard, but he is so good. He is so good. He's locking down my wide receiver one all the time. I hate playing against Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, but, yeah, I had Paulson Adebo, and I also had Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Uh, I think their DB group is just deadly, especially when you add a mind like Tyron Matthew. It's going to be fun watching balls get thrown against the Saints. Yeah, and they got Marcus May also. It's going to be scary. Uh, oh, and Daniel Sorensen. But Chauncey is very good in slot. Yes, he is. He is very good. Uh, Falcons. I actually kind of have two players for Falcons. Go for it. Uh, I have on offense Brian Edwards. I really yep. like Brian Edwards with the Raiders. That's my, that's my pick and, right there. I mean, he's going to be next to Drake London. We'll see how the rookie does. But I think he's got a lot of opportunity to produce. William Kyle Pitts also. But he's got a lot of opportunity to produce in that offense. I was going to say Oliver. I was kind of surprised they brought him back. Ed uh, Oliver? Or uh, Isaiah Oliver? Isaiah Oliver, yeah. Um, they do have a couple corners over there. They got Casey Hayward. They got um, they got AJ Terrell, Baby, obviously. Maybe and Moreau left. Yeah. But I think Isaiah Oliver is going to have a nice role for himself. I think he's going to be able to produce at a very high level in this role. Yeah, uh, I like that pick. I went I went Brian Edwards. I was a big Brian Edwards guy out of the draft. And I don't know if it was just the Raiders thing. It seems like when Raiders draft receivers, they doesn't end up pretty well. Uh, but Brian Edwards, his, his comparison for me was Jarvis Landry. I loved Brian Edwards out of South Carolina. So on this team where he becomes wide receiver too, clear cut, uh, and putting Zacchaeus in the, in the slot, I love Brian Edwards this year as well. That's my breakout. All right, and – we got one more division. Let's try to wrap this up. Uh, the Rams, I got you, my boy, Van Jefferson. I mean, it's kind of a cop-out. but um, No, it's not. I didn't. I had two players and none of them were him. But, um, I mean, obviously, you got um, you got Allen Robson cooped up there. We'll see what happens with Odell. Um, I also have Asian Robson there. I think he's a decent player that could fill in for Sebastian Joseph Day. But... Asian Robinson is a problem, Zach. You know it's a problem when Jordan, one of our friends, texts you saying, "Who is this guy?" Ashawn Robinson has always been that Danico Autry type player, just underrated, just there. Um, my two players, one's uh, obvious, Cam Akers. Not even talk about it. Injury prone, he'll break out from what he did last year. Uh, and my breakout is Allen Robinson. I think I don't know if you remember uh, before fantasy started last year, I was trying to get Cooper Cup for fantasy. I'm like that with Allen Robinson this year. I think Allen Robinson is not going to be, of course, triple crown, but I think Allen Robinson, especially in that offense, is going to be so fun this year. He's one of the smoothest route runners. Uh, you give him to Stafford where he's wide receiver too, it's going to be fun watching Allen Robinson. I think he just goes – and it, it, I guess it's kind of a cop out of the breakout. He's had his breakout already, but he went quiet last year, very quiet. So. But, you know, people forget how young – Allen Robinson still is. Like you think he'd be in this. How old is Allen Robinson? Twenty-seven. I'm looking it up right now, but I think he's twenty-seven. He was on the Jaguars for a while, though, dude. He's twenty-eight. Oh. But he's yeah, still pretty he's, young. He's gonna be so good this year, man. I'm so excited for him. Yeah. All right, Seahawks. I got Sidney Jones. Um, I've kind of been waiting for the breakout for him. He hasn't really had it. It was hard to find. A breakout guy on this team for me. I'm not going like Rashad Penny. He already broke out, in my opinion, late in the season or something like that. But Sidney Jones is someone I liked out of college. So I went with them. Yeah, I don't like that Sidney Jones pick. I don't like Sidney Jones. 
I mean, I, I was watching a Cowboys Eagles replay game like last week, and I, they would literally say, Hut, look at Sidney Jones and just toss it down the field. Uh, of course, that was a while ago, but still. Uh, I have Noah Fan. Um, Pete Carroll tends to get his tight ends involved more than uh, more than a defensive coordinator and uh, Vic Fangio. So I think he's never really had an offensive minded coach. Pete Carroll, I think he could have fun with him. Uh, he had a lot of fun with Jimmy Graham. Um, I really do. I think Noah Fant so has always been very good, just very uh, not utilized. So I think Noah Fant this year is my breakout for the Seahawks. But yeah, I agree with you. It's hard to find one for them. All right, Arizona Cardinals. I got two people. Um, I got Rondell Moore. That might be a somewhat obvious one. I mean, uh, DeAndre Hopkins suspended. They lost Christian Kirk. Um, they got AJ Green. They got Hollywood there, but. He had some bright spots for the Cardinals. He's kind of a utility player for them that has the ability to create a lot of yards after catch for them. And, I mean, if he can get it right, he can be very explosive for the offense. You said you had two? Oh, yeah. The other one was uh, Byron Murphy. He kind of already broke out a bit. But I really like Byron Murphy, and I think he has another level they can get to. He's very good. Um, So I went with two slash three. I would do it real quick. One of the middle linebackers is going to break out this year, Zayvon Collins or Isaiah Simmons, whichever one, leaning towards more Isaiah Simmons. Cardinals usually send linebackers for their career to die there. That's what they do. They draft linebackers. They don't do good until the last season, and then they sign with another team, Hassan Reddick. Um, they, they just do it all the time. Isaiah Simmons, I think one of them is going to break out. Don't know which one. And I had Eno Benjamin. Um, he's kind of just been sitting there. And now he has RB2, at least it looks like it, um, behind James Conner, who I'm not particularly high on, uh, as, as most people. Um, but, you know, Benjamin's uh, one of my breakouts, as long as one of those linebackers. All right. And then we got one last team. And I, this this one's going to be an obvious one. But San Francisco 49ers for me. I didn't go with I, Huh? Lance was obvious. I was going to go with it. Yeah, I mean, I've been on the Trey Lance hype train for a long time. I absolutely love Trey Lance. I mean, I'm not going to say he's going to have a Mahomes type year, but you won't. let me just say that the Niners will be a potential Super Bowl contender with the way I think Trey Lance is going to be capable of playing. I mean, they were just an, a, a tart drop away from uh, the Super Bowl possibly this year. Yeah, I think Trey Lance is going to be better than Garoppolo was last year. Who just signed with the safeties. Or the safeties with the Eagles. Uh, yeah, I Trey Lance was the obvious option. I like Trey Lance, but I don't think they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. I, I think, and I'll, it might be a little biased, Dolphins do have their draft pick. Uh, but I think losing McDaniel, losing a big part of their offense. So we'll Shanahan see. Place. Oh, Shanahan's amazing, but I'm just going to, I'm, I'm, I'm a hope. It's more of a hope than a, a guess. Uh, I have Brandon Ayuk. Um just he has everything. He has everything in his bag. His arsenal. He, he should be a very good player. Debo Samuel took some of that shine, and he was not getting targeted the first eight weeks. Um, Last eight so, weeks, though, he was amazing. Amazing. That's why I'm saying it's kind of like a Gabriel Davis thing, where he should, for no, for he has no reason not to break out. Yeah, I definitely see it. But you know, when with Trey Lance breakout, I you can have the opportunity for sure. Yeah. So let us know what you guys think. You guys have any breakout players that we didn't discuss? You think we're crazy for someone that we said, but 
that's going to do it for this pod. This was a longer pod, but I enjoyed it. Uh, make sure you guys go ahead and uh, like or subscribe, follow the podcast, leave five star ratings, depending on what you're listening or watching it on. And I don't got nothing else to say. You got anything to add? Nothing else to say. Thank you for watching, and uh, hopefully see you again soon. Yep. All right. We'll catch you guys later. All right, peace.